Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. on film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I am Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this 2023 Oscars special episode, God get your teeth around that, we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. We'll be talking spoilers throughout, as always, so proceed with caution. But before all that, Ned, I'd love to know what you've been watching since we last recorded. Gosh, we've been on holiday since we last recorded. Oh my god, we have. Mm, Haven't we? Yeah. We haven't recorded after. Last episode was Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah, that came out whilst we were on holiday. Mm. Yeah. By the way, dear listeners, I would recommend Lisbon to anyone and everyone if you fancy a quick city break in Europe. Everyone and everyone all at once, I would say. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's worth the bout of whatever it is I've had since the plane journey home. Mm, A little bit of aeroplane lurgy, haven't you? I'm convinced I've had COVID again, but according to tests, no. Well, we shall see. Well, we won't see, will we? The important (laughs) thing is you're getting better. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting better. Um, And this has been a few days later than planned because every night we're like, shall we record tonight? I'm like, no, I'm not bothered. Can't do it. But we have managed to go to the cinema a couple of times. Yeah. We saw the Cineworld Secret showing, which was a nice surprise, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Well. You guessed the riddle. They put a riddle out on Twitter. I did. And Declan guessed it. It was Dungeons and Dragons. People, uh, I've got a bugbear of this, though. Hang on, let me finish the title. Oh, What's it called? Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among, Among Thieves. Thieves. Which is a film that we've watched, obviously, <laughs> we went to a secret showing. Would you, it's not out till the end of March, but did you like it? I liked it. It's getting really good reviews, and I think it's. I thought it was fine. I quite enjoyed it. It's very silly. It's one of those where um, you probably don't need to concentrate too hard to watch it, but um, I generally liked it. There was I, nobody I hated. No, I mean, well, I didn't think Roger Jean Page was very good, and I have a feeling that if you play D&D, you might get more out of it, because apparently it's got a lot of, like, Easter eggs in it. Um, Yeah, I feel like I was watching it thinking, that sounds like it's probably a a thing that I have no idea about, because I'm not a and er Like, Detective Pikachu, I enjoyed that, but I could imagine somebody who plays Pokemon got more out of it. Yeah, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed Detective Pikachu. Well, you'll be glad to know they've announced a sequel. Oh, have they? Yeah. <gasps> Exciting. Yeah. Was it Ryan Reynolds as the voice? That's silly, isn't it? But I think it was. Sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. Could be wrong. Um, I think I gave Dungeon & Dragons a three, um, but I was quite poorly when we went to see that, so I wasn't in the right frame of mind to watch a film. Mm. I think for the film that it was, two hours 15 was a bit long for it as well. Yeah, could have done with about half an hour less. Oh, God, half an hour. Well, I always just think, like, a silly film, you don't want it to be more than about an hour 45, an hour Yeah, because, like, imagine if Cocaine Bear had been over two hours. Exactly. That would have massively outstayed its welcome. Yeah. So I thought this was a bit similar. But I didn't feel like Dungeons & Dragons was outstaying its welcome. But as a bit of a silly film, it needs to keep below the two-hour mark for me. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it was quite good. I mean, it could a film like that as well could have been a massive flop, but it, yeah. it certainly isn't. So no, it's got lots of 
laughs in there. It'll make you chuckle a few times. Some of it, you know, you're like, mm, feel like that was trying to be funnier than it is. But generally, I would recommend people. Yeah, I had a it. few titters, but not like. Yeah. But this is what I wanted to say about those secret Cineworld showings. Mm. Did you hear those people behind us when we sat down debating what it could be? Yeah. Right, okay, I need to just get some it off my chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you ever get a Cineworld card and you go to a secret unlimited showing, I never want to hear you say one of two things. On the listing it says it's a 90 minute film and on the listing it says it's a 15. So many people always fall for it. They're bloody placeholders. They're not going to tell you how long the film is or what the certificate is. No. But so many people are like, oh, well, this one's only 90 minutes, so I'm sure it's probably Evil Dead. I was like, oh, I was seething in my chair. I was like, for God's seething. sake, every time it says it's 90 minutes long, and it never is. Oh, this has got you. Well, I was poorly as well, and I thought, you're stupid. <laughs> I thought, I was like, you're really stupid. I was like... Why is it? They were like, oh, it could be Super Mario. It's like, it's not going to be Super Mario. I just think all you have to do, realistically... Sit down and watch. Is a bit... Well, that, and also a little bit of digging on the internet. So before we saw it the night before, mm. Dungeons & Dragons had premiered at South by Southwest Film Festival. Yeah. And its review embargo was up. So you think, well, they're not going to show you a film that's review embargo hasn't been lifted. No. So it's, it's dead easy, I think, apart from I got that hatching one wrong. Well, I was going to really say, wrong. you said that was going to be something that had just premiered at a different film Don't worry, festival. darling, I was convinced. And yeah. it's a preview embargo I'd left it the day before But I knew well. it wasn't a 15 or 90 minute long <laughs> film, though, didn't I? People do me. I, did, I felt like turning around and going, are you stupid? <laughs> um, so, yeah, now that's off my chest. Well, we've also, the second cinema trip of the week, we went to watch um, 65. 65. What did you think of that? I think I enjoyed it more than you did. I think you did as well. I gave it three star. What did I give it? Two, two. and a half. Two. two. Okay, yeah, two. And in fairness, I can understand that argument yeah. for it. It, it doesn't have much about it, but no. I just thought it was, for me, it's a three star film. Like, you sit back, there's not much to it, Dinosaurs, the sci-fi guns, Adam Driver's performance is pretty good. Mm. And, yeah, it's only 90 minutes long. Like, Yeah, for me, the stakes just weren't high enough. Yeah. Which um, feels silly to say about a film where someone crash lands on Earth 65 million years ago and has to try and escape. What did I put in my letterbox review? I was like, you have to... Suspend, suspend all disbelief. Because, like, at the beginning, which I don't, I'm not spoiling it, but because it's literally in the first few frames where it's like the text comes on the screen and like 65 million years ago. Oh, that was humans, another thing I didn't Humans about inhabited it. other parts of the universe. No, that's not what they said. Well, something along those lines. There was like humans. Before humans existed. On Earth. Before humans existed, other parts of the other sentient life in the universe was exploring the stars or something like that. Adam Driver wasn't human. But he clearly was very human adjacent because he could breathe on planet Earth, which I thought was a bit like... Oh, well, in the infinite... The, the atmosphere is breathable. I was like, well, that's funny because you look human. That's so... very lucky, isn't it? Would we have been able to breathe that air, though, back then? I think... Wasn't I'd... it a lot more richer in CO2 than we are now? No, it was richer in oxygen, which is why dinosaurs got so big. There was a time when... CO2 was higher in the atmosphere, though, wasn't there? When CO2. The, the insects were big. In 800,000 years, CO2 has never been higher than well, 300 parts per million yeah, until it is now. But that's only 800,000 years. years. I don't know. I swear that's when the I extent did of my history. Degree, there was lots of times where CO2 was a lot higher due Probably, to volcanic yeah. eruptions on the, on the air. That would make sense. So, and that's what made all the bugs big. Yeah. So. Scary. Yeah. Um... What did I say about the film as well? I said, I feel like... Because basically, there's quite a lot of the film is he's just running from one dinosaur to the other. And I went to... I, I whispered over to Ned and I said, I feel like this this reminds me of what I think Aus visiting Australia is like. Yeah. Because yeah. it did. Oh, Everything's out to kill you. Oh, there's something else. Oh, there's something yeah. else. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine too. I just couldn't worry any more than two stars. Okay. Um, Are you doing a bit of a... Lofa, Lofa. Rewatch, aren't you? I am, Have you started yeah. right from the beginning? Yeah. Wow. 
Well, when you said to me, oh, I want to watch the last bits so I can watch the film, I thought, oh, you must only have, like, season four to watch or something. Well, I couldn't remember how much I've seen, and I'm about to start season four, and I've definitely seen at least You've up to the end of You've watched three season. seasons? They're, like, four episodes each. Even so? Mm. You're getting better at watching telly. Well, because it's a rewatch, I don't feel like I have to concentrate on it too much, so I'll put it on while I'm pottering. And are you still at the rewatch stage? You do think you've seen it all so far? I think I've got to the point where I've seen it up to now, so I've just got the last two seasons. So I will have to watch those. But one's two episodes and one's four episodes, so I've only got six left. I heard the film's not that great. But. It's fine. Yeah. Um, We've also seen Scream 6, but we're going to keep that to its stum because we're going to do our next episode, will probably be Scream 6. Um, but in my, I was going to say in my deathbed, in my illness bed, I've watched quite a lot of telly because as soon as I'm ill, my sleeping schedule is just sleep all day. Party all night. No. Uh, watch telly all night. Oh, you've made that a bit strong. What? The squash? Yeah. Um, so I finished the West Wing and I literally one night must have watched about nine episodes. And How long is an episode? 40 minutes? 40 minutes, yeah. Gosh. And it was fantastic. It You know, it didn't have... The last couple of seasons didn't have the heights of the first few. Right. Because Aaron Sorkin wasn't writing it anymore. Um, and stuff. But it's just the way it ended was really nice. It's like so liberal. Oh, yeah, he texted me like, I'm crying. Yeah, it was like... It, it's just... It makes me look at politics and I think... Like, even the way... So this isn't a spoiler. It's been going. It's been out there for years. But he offers the VP spot to a Republican, which you can do in America. Like you can offer cabinet positions to Republicans to like work across the aisle. Oh, okay. Whereas these days, I don't think that would happen Never very dream much of now. It, would there? Like Biden's not going to invite that off it Marjorie Taylor Greene to be. You know, it's just become so polarized. It made me feel this sense of nostalgia to an era in politics where I wouldn't have even have been politically aware, mm. but it made me think it's such a shame mm. we've become so one or the other. There's no kind of working together. Not allowed anymore. the grey areas anymore. But you are, like, when we sit, we are. But it's like the society just doesn't seem as a whole mm. to see that. And I think it's the main... I don't even think it's necessarily social media. I actually think it's the 24-hour news cycle. It's like that it's moving too fast, it's you like, don't have long enough. It was constant, I was like, I'm yeah. so sick of this story. Like, And every bit that got announced, like every time there's a breaking news where another match of the day pundit wouldn't be on the tell. I was like, this is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. And I've been watching that for probably about two or three years on and off. Like when I finished the season, I'd dip out for a bit. Mm. Um. But if anyone's like not watched The West Wing and they love politics or current affairs, yeah, I would very much recommend. Oh. And the last thing, The Last of Us finished as Is well. It? So you can do your watch now if you fancy it. I'm a bit scared now. You know, it's funny, the show creators have said, because apparently The Last of Us sequel, the game, the two, mm. had a lot, le- a lot less clickers in. It was more about the human danger yeah and they've said that a lot of this first season didn't have like there's a few episodes with clickers in mm. but there wasn't many and people have said they didn't feel like they were a, f- a threat for very long and they have kind of addressed that and said yeah we, d- we didn't really go down that route um it was more like other human groups that are more of a threat to them right. but very very good i would say the latter half of the season had some pacing issues like some episodes did feel quite slow but i think in a world where there's been loads of post-apocalyptic content them focusing more around their relationship than they are kind of the the actual the actual apocalypse which is better probably to do yeah um so yeah oh lovely Mm. um What's been in the news? Well, seeing as though it's an Oscar special, I thought we'd talk about the Oscar winners. Obviously, we're going to get into everything everywhere all at once, sweeping the boards. But I did watch it because I was ill. And again, I was 
nocturnal. Mm. Um, and it, it was actually a much better show than the last few Oscars have been as well. They brought back all of the... Like last year, they did that stupid thing where some of the lesser awards weren't shown on TV. That seems a bit disrespectful. Like, well, I know. So, like, production design was shown in an advert break and we just got told at the end what had oh. won. So they've really brought back that sense of... And then sped things up, it felt like. So, like, they'd bring two presenters out and they'd present two awards. So they might do... A couple of them did, like... They'd do a screenplay. Mm. The winner would come up. And then the same presenters would do adapted. So it kind of sped things up a bit. Mm. And it's also gone up in the ratings. So, But Great. people are saying one of the main reasons is because of the slap that happened last year. People are just glued to the screen thinking something else is going to happen. Why would they think that? Well, they have had a few... You know, they've said the wrong film. That was a big thing the other year. And then they have oh, Will yeah. Smith slapping Chris Rock. So live TV, anything can happen. Eh, it can. But I think the winners overall, Everything Everywhere All At Once and All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Um, when All Quiet was winning things like cinematography, production design and different bits, I thought, oh, I wonder if it's going to get best picture as well um just because i don't know i just had a feeling it, there could have been an upset um because everything everywhere is so niche mm. i thought yeah they might vote for the actors but when it comes to the actual best the actual picture film. they might go with something a bit like the, the academy love a war film so yeah, yeah um but i also wanted to comment on just i think the oscars have, have improved because of just that what we touched on in the last episode like that diversity of yeah best picture you know you've got everything from oh there was such a good range of films film there? that one then you've also got banshees elvis top gun avatar niche films like women talking and, and, and tar like i just think it was a really good selection of, of best picture nominees of all of those nominees i've only not seen two yeah Fablemans and Triangle of Sadness. I really, out of them two, I really want to watch Triangle of Sadness. I want to watch them both. Well, I do, yeah, but that, that would be what I would pick first. Yeah. Um, the Daniels got Best Directors, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, the one I was, like, highlights of the... Um, the one I was thrilled about was Best Adapted Screenplay. Women Talking. Women Talking. Yeah, so... Absolutely deserved. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad to see that guy yeah. because it does deserve it. And I think it was shut out of a lot of other categories. But, um, yeah, I think the one that probably pulled on my heartstrings out of the main ones was Michelle Yeoh winning Best Actress. Yeah! Because, um, obviously, Kate Blanchett, earlier on in awards season, had kind of been sweeping and then it kind of shifted to more towards mm. her. And there was a really nice moment where Halle Berry presented it, the award to her. Halle I think Berry she was the, the first, first black woman, woman yeah. to win it, yeah. And she was then presented it to the first Asian recipient. Yeah. Um, so that was quite nice. Um, so, and I'm glad that worked out for them because they clearly did it on purpose. But the last time they did this, they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor for, yeah. oh, what's that film? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Have I seen said. that? It's a great film. Anyway, mm. they were that confident that he was going to win and it was going to be a moment that they put Best Actor as the last film announced. and Last award announced. Last award announced. And I think he won for... Anthony Hopkins ended up winning for The Father oh. and he wasn't even there. <laughs> so it was a bit of a... What show's over now. Like, <laughs> Bye. Yeah, um, any, was, any big snubs? Um, I, was, I was quite surprised by... Well, I wasn't. I wasn't Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Because it did feel like Austin Butler had kind of got some oh, momentum. Like, I didn't want him to win. But it seemed like it. Like I wanted personally Colin Farrell or Paul Mascow to win. Paul Mascow was just there for the fun. And he took his mum. And they had. I watched an interview with him on the, the red carpet. Time. And they looked like they were having so much fun. Yeah. Um, so, I wouldn't say no, particularly... No. Um, Oh, the upset for me was Score. Who won Score? All Quiet, which Score is good and it's really ominous and like it really suits the film. Oh, but Babylon. But Babylon Score is like on another yeah. level. So, 
Um, but yeah. yeah. Natty Natty won Best Original Song. And that was so good when they performed yes. it there. Because they did, like, Gaga did like a really pared down version of Hold My Hand. And I actually thought she didn't sound very good. So I was like, oh, no, that was meant to be a highlight. And then I did actually like Rihanna doing Lift Me Up. I thought it was quite good. Mm. And then the songs from Tell It Like a Woman and Everything Everywhere All at Once are quite like subdued. But then when Natu Natu was performed, it, you could really see I've it got that like performance that, so many times. The whole audience yeah. like going. And I bet there's quite a lot of that audience that haven't even watched RRR. So I'm yeah. hoping everyone's like, oh, let's I'm, go watch I'll it. Check it out now. So if you've got three hours and ten minutes, it's on Netflix, everyone. Or if you've got an um, hour and a half twice, you can break it Did I it mention up. I watched that? I don't... No, you didn't. Have you watched it? You know I have, because you kept saying... <laughs> it took you about six I hours. Because I asleep and I was in. He was like, are you still watching that film? I said, I've been watching it in literally like 20 minute yeah. chunks. Because it is good. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have ke- seemed to throw a bit of shade at Jamie Lee Curtis. I know, I was going to say Best that. Supporting Actress. And... I think Angela Bassett probably did deserve it more. What I actually think, quite a lot, yeah, for everything, everywhere. Or Kerry Condon for Banshees. Nobody heard me whisper Stephanie Sue then. No, I can hardly hear you when you talk now. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think I consider it a snub necessarily that she didn't win. Stephanie Sue didn't win because I don't think I could ever look Jamie Lee Curtis in the face and say you've. You've snubbed someone out because I just absolutely love her. The thing is, the Oscars are bullshit anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, there's a lot more to it than what's the best performance of the year. If we actually looked at some of the best films this year, loads of them aren't included oh, in yeah, any of these not uh, categories. It's all and about she, who you know, not well, what you and know. She's campaigned really, really hard. Like, she's yeah. been everywhere. Yeah. And I think A24 is a studio for everything everywhere have been campaigning really, really hard. Yeah. Um, all at once. <laughs> And I think she, like, the work she's done in Hollywood as well with all these, like, genre films, yeah. which she mentioned in a speech, yeah. will have put her in good stead as well. And like, you know what? So apparently somebody was, like, had their camera pointed at her the whole time and she clapped for every single nomination in every single category. Yeah. Which is... Tr- the thing is about her, like, I do yeah. think she seems nice in that way, but I imagine if I was around her, she'd do me head in. You're a bit like that, though. She's too, like, American. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I would... She's too, like, that woman in Lisbon on our, on, our court, on our history walk. Beyonce's in the... Illuminati. No, it wasn't Illuminati. What was it? Stonemasons <laughs> and Jay-Z. And those four were like, oh, God, the Americans are here, are they? Actually, I'm going to have to stop you there. You didn't have We've it. got, no, we've got listenership in America, and I don't want you putting them off. Okay. Say something nice about America. Um, oh, shit. Uh, we'll come back to it. No, hang on. <laughs> um, the cities are cool. Oh, God. Well, you say something nice about America. Thank I'm on... you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the spot. So was I. Come on. I didn't have a redemption to make. Come on. No. What's nice about America? You're no. stalling. You're stalling. Lady you've... Gaga. You are gaslighted. You've turned this around on me because <laughs> you've dug yourself into a hole and you're trying to drag me down with you. And I'm yes, not we do it. have some American listeners, so I apologise. And there is something I could say, but I won't. Okay. No, it's just on my travels, I've never met an American I liked. <laughs> okay, <take> so, <laughs> so I've got, you know, I haven't loud and obnoxious. Oh, stop. stop. God. Stop. Uh, um, what a time we've had. But it's time now to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film. It's time now for trailer. Not film this time. For what's coming up in the world of film or TV. There we go. It's TV. It's TV. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. What have we got this week? So we've got the return of one of our favourite shows. Finally, the second half of season one. Well, no, you just ruined my joke. I was going to be like, it's Yellow Jacket season two, or as Ned would call it, Yellow Jacket season one, 
0.5. No. Not point five or whatever. The second half of the first season. Uh, but yes, if you've watched Yellow Jackets, um, pause this right now. Go and watch season one. <laughs> Get your words. And then watch the trailer. Pause this and then watch Hang season on. one. Yeah, come back God. in after a few weeks. Watch the trailer for season two. And then come and listen to us break it down. See break you after down. the sparkles. So before we get into trailer trash or treasure, whilst we were on our break, not us as a couple, just breaking to watch the trailer, um, Ned actually informed me how many listeners we do have in America, and I would like to express my sincere apologies for the whole population of America, although I will caveat it that Ned still hasn't given us one positive about America yet. I've got some very close American friends. Yeah. And I think that's positive enough. Thank you. Anyway, the trailer. Can't believe so you did that. If you don't know the premise, that was like, I'm sorry if I hurt you, wasn't it? That was like, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, Yellow Jackets. If you've not watched it, it is a group of teenage girls. I think they're like a high school soccer team. Crash in the wilderness. The plane crashes in the wilderness of. Canada, America, somewhere. somewhere in America. Um, and we don't really know what's happened, and the story kind of interlinks between some of the people that got home eventually and the youngsters, and some of them have got trauma from whatever happened in the forest. There seems to be some hint at some kind of cannibalism and ritual stuff, and this trailer looks like more of the same. What I will say about this 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 show is the casting of the older actors and the younger actors is scarily, like... Oh, brilliant. Like, Christina yeah. Ritchie and her version, the younger version of her, is, like, absolutely <laughs> mad yeah. how good that cast... Well, they all are. Mm. Um, there's a couple of newbies. There's Laura, I think she's called Lauren Ambrose, who I know from Servant. And You know her personally? No. She's not my servant. And the... Elijah Wood is here. The Elijah the Wood. The Elijah Frodo. And Frodo. I would say it intrigues me just as much. The trailer, you don't really know what the hell's going on still. Um, I think as a trailer, it gave you enough that if you've not watched season one, you kind of know what to expect from season one. As well as season two. Oh, but I would watch season one before you watch season two. Oh, definitely. Some but people like, don't do that, though, you know. Some people are psychopaths. I could not, could not do that. It depends on the show. Like The Walking Dead, I skipped a couple of seasons, but I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos to, to understand what had happened and then go back in. Well, and you might as well have just watched the seasons. Well, no, because oh. they were really long seasons and they weren't very good. But this one's, is it, there's 10 episodes, 8 or 10 episodes. But I would very much recommend it. I can't, I, we get it on Now TV in this country. Um, Sky Atlantic Now TV. Um, premieres on the, season 2 premieres on the 24th of March. So quite soon. Great. The day we get our keys for our new. <gasps> well, that's what we'll do the first night in. Yeah. I don't think I'm carrying my telly over on the Friday, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And, yeah, looks great. Trash or treasure? Yeah, I can go for treasure. I would go for treasure, mm. 100%, yeah. Mm. Mm. And now, for this week's headline feature. It's everything, everywhere, all at once, ladies and gentlemen, and others. <laughs> <laughs> I felt myself not being inclusive yeah, then, as I, I said. I see it. it in your eyes, you panicked. I did. Yeah. Coming up, after this break... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everything everywhere all at once. Do you have a synopsis? Because I don't. I do. Well, that's perfect then. Well, let, fire away. Let me spin you Have you written this yourself? I have, actually. I always write mine no, myself. No, no, I was just checking. I don't you've just... been busy, so I don't know if you just cheated. No, I don't cheat on plots. Or on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Evelyn, Michelle Yeoh, is stressed and unfulfilled as the owner of the failing laundromat somewhere in America. As a a Chinese immigrant, she and her husband have to navigate the complex territory of doing laundry and taxes and raising a queer daughter. At the tax office, Evelyn gets a visit from a version of her husband, Waymond, from another universe. It turns out she is the worst version of herself that she could possibly be, which is why she is the only one who can stop the terrible evil that is Joe Butapaki, who is causing chaos across the multiverse. Wow. Do you like that? I do like that, yeah. I felt like I got into telling that story. You know, <laughs> the character, Waymond, yeah. I just thought you couldn't say it's ours. And when I was doing some research for this episode, I was like, oh, he actually is called Waymond. Yeah, it says it in the credits. Does it? Yeah. Why does it say who it... Oh, yeah, they do. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I would just like to say... Let me turn my WhatsApp off. um, That I was just so happy to see this Wimbest picture. Because it's a weird-ass genre film. Um... It is exactly the type of film that I love cinema for. There's so many genres going on. You've got fantasy, sci-fi, bits of like a martial arts film thrown in there. You've got animation. Um, just a really crazy... Mm. And sometimes the Academy does things like this where it, it'll award a film to something. Like, I was always shocked when, I think I mentioned on the podcast before about when Shape of Water won, but mm. this is way more bombastic than someone having yeah. sex with a fish. So, this is more bombastic than someone having sex with a fish. Put that on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I loved the way, like, so watching it the second time, like the cinema, it was amazing at the cinema. And I would say the film is ripe for second, third, fourth viewings. Cause you see uh, yeah, that. I'll definitely watch this a lot of times before I never watch it again. Yeah. Um... But the way it explores some of the themes that it explores through a multiverse film, like embrace all the love and beauty, like embrace all of the love and beauty surrounding us. That's like a big theme. Um, you've got like the mother-daughter relationships, all which also has that queer angle within an Asian family mm. who quite often have to like conform to kind of gender stereotypes. Mm. You've got kind of the alternative view of nihilism and existentialism. Mm. And it's like, oh, I've just watched a film about all those themes, but it was actually really enjoyable. And the way they did it was like, it wasn't thrown in. No. I, I guess this whole film centres really around a mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. And it explores all of those themes then through that relationship. Yeah. Um, And... Just think it's a fantastic film. 
Do you remember watching it in the cinema? And when it got to that point quite far in where um, they're going through like every possibility, trying to have a conversation about like what's good in the universe type thing. Um, and then they end up as rocks and it starts with the, the dialogue is written on screen. Yeah. And then the cinema, it, just, it was dead silent. It was, yeah. And then everyone burst out laughing. And then there was and like then it got tears and then there's like laughter again. It was I love that rock scene. Magical. I think I'd like them as a tattoo on the back of my arm. Those two little googly eye rocks. With the little words, ha ha. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think that would be a cute tattoo. That would be a really cute tattoo. But when I put films on me, permanently. They need to be special. They have to like, and I could see that happening with this film. Um, But, you know, I've got a Lord of the Rings tattoo on, but that's like 20 years in the making. a whale fluke. That's not about a film. They're not free willing. Hmm. <laughs> no, it's the wrong tail fluke for a starter. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I'm not a marine biologist. Me neither, but I know that. You were gonna be. Oh, I know. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Like, I do have things to say, but so it's do like... you know what I like about this? I heard an interview ages ago with one Daniel. I can't remember which one. Um, and essentially, like, a lot of the concept was based... He was in a bagel shop, and apparently bagel shops in America have something called the Everything Bagel, right. which you just have, I guess, a bit of everything that they've got in on a bagel. Mm. Um, and that is, for those of you who've not seen it but still listening for the spoilers for whatever reason, um, that the the everything bagel is a concept that's taken quite literally in this film. Yes. And Joe Butapaki, aka Joy, aka Stephanie Zoo. AKA Evelyn's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Put everything on a bagel. But by everything in a multiverse, you kind of you literally mean everything that ever was, is, could be, isn't. <laughs> and you know, Watching it the second time, I thought, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't, I understood it, but not to the depths that I do now. Yeah. In the sense that... This one has excellent rewatchability. Like, I like the multiverse you'll learn something stuff, more about it. And I do find it a bit overwhelming, but I like how, basically, I make a decision right now, but mm. if I was to make a different decision, that's the multiverse, like, mm. all the different potentials that you could do, mm. which blows my... Do you think it exists? Like, really? Like, conceptually, I can get my head around it, I think. But it's not... The way I've always understood it, the multiverse concept, is it's not that... So what I can understand more clearly Mm. in my head Mm. is that the universe is... Our universe is so big that another version of me might exist because of how big the universe is like probability like there's a probability out there that there's statistically life. inevitable yeah like there's carbon yeah. based life forms on other planets yeah somewhere yeah which i always can understand but this is like universes are stacked on top of one another so it's not as if there's another me on another corner of the galaxy it's literally that there's other versions of said galaxies yeah. like on top of I never another. picture it like they're stacked on top of each other, though. I always feel like they're more into interwoven than that. I think Marvel give me that explanation about yeah. them all being on top of each other. But to be honest, because it's a little bit sci-fi, I think different interpretations explain it differently anyway. Um, but like in my head, like thinking about, do I think this this could be real? I can much more wrap around my in my head, the thought of another version of me existing somewhere else. Yeah. Rather than multiverses where, like, literal timelines are all... But there's no... But then I can't... I can get my head around the second option better than the first. Oh, really? I can't... But I can't... I couldn't explain to you. It's a bit like God. I wouldn't say I, I don't believe in God because I can't prove either way. It's a bit like that. Yeah. 
you can't when people say there is no god you can't realistically prove that there isn't something like it doesn't exist the way maybe the bible says he's up in the heavens or whatever but you can't say to me yeah with a hundred percent certainty that there's no god can you no so i can't i feel like you can't say with a hundred percent certainty that a multiverse doesn't exist no and i always think is deja vu a multiversal thing he may be or is it just a glitch in your brain well it is but i always think is that the scientific no, thing we've said it's a glitch in the matrix no that scares me that does scare me does it yeah oh, i love the matrix no i like the concept that sometimes if i can think about it too much it's like there's somebody we're in a game <laughs> it's not a game though well it it is more kinda. like a more like a zoo oh great yeah <laughs> um but like we're in like a virtual reality exercise basically yeah weird there's all sorts of um fun thoughts experiments to do with like multiverse universe existence but that's why this film is so good because you you were talking about stuff like this like we're not necessarily on top well we are but it's like the fact that it's opened conversations about all this kind of stuff and even the themes of like i don't know why but for whatever reason the stars must have aligned and i mentioned it earlier actually i was listening to another podcast that i quite like asap science if you're listening um and they happened to have a quantum mechanics episode the same week that i rewatched everything everywhere um and they were talking something about the way quantum mechanics works is that take an electron really really small and until you observe it it is simultaneously statistically in a particular area around the nucleus of an atom or something like that it's only when you observe it that it takes its actual position. You're losing me a bit here. I know. But I'm only kind of repeating roughly what but I can But quantum remember. isn't the same as multiverse stuff, though, is no, it? No, but it made me think, because it was about it existing simultaneously in more than one place, hmm. I was like, that's quite similar to the concept of the multiverse in Everything Everywhere, because um, Evelyn was able to jump to an adjacent universe where she had different skills but it was the same time because she was the same age but she had all of the skills as if she'd lived a completely different life based on something that happened differently in her timeline and before she jumped into that that thing didn't exist for her but as soon as she observed it it existed for her in this current universe and that's what i think i took from the quantum mechanics lesson that i had on a different podcast oh my god <laughs> well, that's why about... i love it because it's got me thinking talking i feel like i about... get it this is a good segue to go back to the film talking about like how you can hop the multiverse to use other people's skills the skills of other versions of you yeah i think it's a really cool device that to to do that multiverse hop you have to do something bizarre yeah i thought that was so funny like like it starts off quite twee which she just has to swap her shoes over yeah put the left on the right yeah and you think oh that's funny but then they just get oh god and when he has to do paper, paper cuts clips, in between his fingers paper cuts and he doesn't Ooh. get them all he has to really dig at it i mean the two guys that are fighting to jump on that butt plug. It's not a butt plug. Well, it is. It's the Auditor of the Year Award, That's won funny. by Deirdre Bobeirdre. <laughs> is that what I said? That's her name! <laughs> I saw it on like, Instagram. Jamie Lee Curtis goes for it with this role. On like, Instagram, the way did she, you see what she posted? Even the way she like, circles the tax receipt. She's like, no, this isn't. No, I see a problem here. <laughs> yeah, she really what goes is for this? It. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see what she posted on Instagram this week? Her no, SAG award, her Oscar, and her Auditor of the Year. Oh, did she? All in one. And it made me laugh because Deirdre Bo Deirdre is the only name you can read on any of them plaques. <laughs> it's, honestly, I just thought the device of getting you to do something that's not something that you would do. Wouldn't get you to jump on a butt plug then, would they? Oh. It's a good job my parents don't listen to this. 
Have they not? I don't think so. Even your uncle does. Oh, my uncle won't mind. Uncle Sam will like that. He'll have a laugh. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll get a text when he hears a shout out as well. <laughs> um, just, and the way it played, like, you know, I always remember this came out in May last year alongside another multiverse film, Doctor Strange. And yeah. And like, it made Doctor Strange look... Boring. Yeah. Like, this is how you play with the multiverse. Like, yeah. there's there was pinata versions of themselves. Yeah. There was animated versions of themselves. We said rocks. There's a version where they've got sausage fingers. Oh, that's um, funny. Um, especially because in that universe, Evelyn and Deirdre are lovers. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? We don't know, but it did. Um, it's just reeling. That was one of my favourite things. Silliness, doesn't it? One of my fave lines, actually, was something like, when, when it gets towards, like, the end of the film and Deirdre has finally just calmed down and become a bit of a human without her order to hat on and her and Evelyn are chatting she and Evelyn's like in a universe when everyone, where everyone's got sausages for fingers you just become really good with your feet <laughs> like there's always something to, yeah. to love there's always some skill to be had um, and I just think this is a really nice portrayal of kind of the the fact that there are infinite possibilities um, and when you're feeling like a little bit flawed or imperfect or whatever, it can either be something that you learn to love and accept about yourself or an opportunity you can recognise to let yourself become a better version of yourself if you're not happy where you are. Bloody hell, that was profound. Well, I, I really, really like this film. No, like, no. I, like, I take more and more I from almost every time silly I've seen saying it. what my favourite sequence is now. <laughs> What's your favourite sequence? The fanny pack martial arts. I just think oh, it's so funny. I love that. Just the way That's really, really good. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just... I just thought it was great. And, like, it, yeah. that's when the film takes a bit of a tonal shift where I think, right, this is going to be a this bit strange. Get, like, yeah, this is going to get, get weird. Yeah. Um, to be fair though, like the action, like the fighting scenes are so well choreographed. There's the fanny pack martial arts. There's the butt plug fight. There's even a fight when um, Stephanie's you is beating someone to death with a pair of dildos. Oh, there were big dildos as well. Massive dildos. Yeah. And this bit actually really, you know, when I say I can't laugh on my own, mm. like when I'm watching a film, when Evelyn calls Ratatouille. Rakakuni. <laughs> like she's like, you know that film, and then they start laughing in a really serious moment about yeah. like, and that made me laugh because it's like, when serious things do happen to you in life, someone can say something funny or wrong, yeah, and you just can all laugh straight away. And it, you know that film Rakakuni, and he's got the raccoon on his head, and then <laughs> we get a scene with a guy with a raccoon on his head. That guy, um, he's not the one from Glee, is he? Is, he is, yeah. 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 I was looking at him for ages the other day. Yeah, and I recognise him from something else I watched recently as well, but I can't think what it is. Yeah. Um, performances across the board. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I've really enjoyed seeing them all over award season as well. I think one of my favourite ones was James Hong, the older guy. Yeah. Um, when he got up and he said, like, I think it might have been at the SAG Awards, it wasn't the Oscars, and he was just saying how how this means so much to him and how long he's been in, in the industry. Um, and, you know, to have, like, a primarily Asian cast and, how you know... It's a film that wouldn't have hit the awards circuit not that not many that years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, all performances, I thought, yeah, Ki Hui Kwan, great. Um, found him slightly great in over awards season, but that's... Oh, no, he's adorable. No, I know, but then everyone's like, oh, look at him hugging Harrison Ford. I'm like, you're a grown man. Like... All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do like him. I do like him. Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Sue. Is it? Is that how you say it? That's how I've been saying Sue. it. Um, yeah. I'm not going to claim that that's necessarily no. correct, but I hope it is. Um, and just surprisingly emotional, I just think... And that and the, and to tell it from that queer angle as well. Um... That's something I wanted to say as well. Quite early on in the film, where um, Joy and Becky, her girlfriend, are like they're there at the house. They're ready to start setting up for the New Year party, and 
Joy wants to introduce Becky as her girlfriend to yeah. her granddad, who only speaks Chinese. Yeah. And she can't remember the word for girlfriend, so Evelyn steps in and says, good friend. It just Well, I, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I bet a lot of queer people can resonate with that, has that situation. That has happened to probably everybody. Yeah. This is Declan's good friend. Yeah. And everyone's thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's not his good friend. That's his boyfriend. Yeah. But, um, you know, I thought... And you so know what? There's a really interesting right. fact about this film. I don't know which one of the Daniels it was, but it makes such sense to me. So during the creation of the film, one of them found out that they had ADHD. Oh, yeah, I heard and about this. I was like, this film... <laughs> <laughs> Is, is ADHD. That, like, ADHD, if you've got that symptom of being, you know, a million and one things going on in your brain. This, like, once I knew that fact and then I watched it again, mm. I was like, this is ADHD, like, personified yeah. as a film. Um, so I thought that was a nice little... Yeah, and I have a feeling it won on, is it a week of neurodi- like neurodivergent awareness week is, or is yeah. it day or yeah, no, one of those yeah. one of the awareness events yeah. so that's a fun little um, piece of serendipity and when we move in together we want to start doing as well as doing kind of the weekly um, episodes of new releases we do want to start doing some kind of older films so more people can listen because yeah. obviously this podcast is reliant on people having, having seen, seen the, the film, film. And there's one film that their other feature film that they've done, Swiss Army Man, that I would really like to, to watch. Oh, I'd love to watch that. Um, and I'd love, I can't wait to see what they do next. They've got a first look deal now with A24, so anything that they come up with, they have to give it to A24 and they can like... Nice. And they've also signed five-year deal with Universal Pictures, so they are literally a directing duo now. They're a bit similar to like... I think more recent ones like Jordan Peele. Now every time one of I know one of his films is coming out, I'm like, I want to see a Jordan yeah. Peele film. Yeah. Greta Gerwig, she's the same. Yeah. Now I can say, what are the Daniels doing next? Yeah. I really want to nice. see what they're doing. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to give a bit more airtime to Stephanie Zhu's performance because I think Joy is such a complex character, especially being Joe Butapaki as well. Yeah, I think she personified as well this trend, like talking about the the themes and the trends of like existentialism. Mm. She really, I think there's a real trend of that that age group and probably class it as our age group in the oh, sense yeah, that we yeah. feel like, what's the point? Because like the earth's either going to be on fire in 50 years or... Or it's not. Well, I'm, but you know, to, like oh, yeah, exactly, the existentialism though. of what yeah. what is the point? Like, there's so many young people now saying, "I'm not going to put into a pension pot because the world's not going to be I'm around." I need a pension. Which, if it stays on its trajectory, that could be true. But you'd mm-hmm. hope that we we don't do that. But I just thought the well, way she she kind of played that, I guess, millennial angst. Well. You say millennial angst, I have written despair. Yeah. Well, what do you say? <laughs> and it similar? is, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I just think, like, exhausted, um, really feels let down quite repeatedly by her mum. And by society as well, like... Yeah. It's a shit... Like, I think she's like, this is a, a shit deal. Like, we, you know, we've been given the shit under the stick here. Like, it's, we're not, yeah. we don't have, we've got climate change. And I suppose, whatever. being our age You can't group. afford houses anymore. You can't do this, you can't do that. Like, a lot of us have been raised, like, particularly those born probably sort of late 80s to mid to late 90s, I'd say. Maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Have been raised on the idea that you can have what you want as long as you work for it uh-huh. many of us and actually you can't that isn't that isn't true like no. anymore there's people doing three or four jobs who still can't do what they want no and there's so... people who can't afford to do what they want because what they want doesn't pay enough for basic yeah necessities so it doesn't happen like that and i just think Joy's character and Jobu Tapaki's kind of journey to multiversal annihilation are both kind of 
um, what's the word? That's what they're portraying, like that kind of sense of people our age group having been told we can have as much as we want when actually it's not the case. Well, they say, don't they, that a lot of fault in parenting in modern times, well, it's not necessarily fault, but people do talk about it quite a bit. It's like your parents bring you up to say you can have anything you want. Because the possibilities when you're young are endless. No, I know, but they're not, realistically. Are they? Well, there's they... a lot more nuance. No, I know there's a lot of complexity and in there's it. All and sorts like, of stuff going a lot on of there. it does depend on like the chance that you will encounter such an opportunity and stuff. But in theory, the younger you are, the more possibilities you have in the future. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is when you pet, it's almost like we should normalise also saying to our kids as well as striving and as well as being like. Um, what's the word, driven, there's nothing wrong to almost turn around and say, if you want a job where you get paid the average wage and you don't do that, but there's nothing wrong with that either. And, like, basically, you know, this, the themes in this film of just looking around, like, I try to do it all the time and I'm not very good at it. Like, I could look around now and my brain goes, I need to earn more, I need to do more, I need to buy more, go on more holidays, I need to buy more clothes. Yeah. Or I can look around now and I can, I've got a nice flat, I've got a nice boyfriend, I've got a roof over my head, there's food in the cupboards, everything, and I could just We're making go, a podcast. I'm pretty content. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty fine. But we just all... That's why I think we balance each other quite well, because I'm very good at being happy with what I've got. In a general sense. You are driven, to a, though. To a point where sometimes I let myself off the hook for doing things that I ought to do, really. But I, don't, I think having drive doesn't necessarily always have to correlate with wanting material things either. No, I And agree. I think the happiest people are the people that find driving, like, things yeah. other than the latest designer, whatever. Yeah. Because they're just covering for something, really. They are. Just clothes back so. any points remaining no just the gaydar. just a star rating and the gaydar yeah um i thought you, we, we said we were changing this gaydar malarkey ned i'm just about to i'm about to explain what the changes are going oh, to right. be oh right okay well star rating for me was five yeah i mean if it didn't go without saying same yeah um and gaydar so gaydar I've recalibrated the gaydar, listeners, because um, I was running out of silly analogies, really. So As I said you would. <laughs> can't just have nice things, can I? <laughs> so, um, in its new settings, with its software update, it's going to rank films. So we're going to build this rank each episode, and we'll just slot them in where they go in terms of their LGBTQ plus appeal. Yeah, I just think we can just talk about how gay it is as well. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, we can. That's okay. <laughs> Here it is. Well, if we're, rank, if we're starting now, this just goes on the, on its own, on the Yeah, thing. it does, it's on... So what we're doing each board. year, we're going to say, like, this is gayer than that. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, so next time, whatever episode, what we're doing, Scream 6. Ooh. It'll either go above or below everything everywhere. And then the episode after that, it'll either go above or below or in between. This reminds me of a, a ranking which is so far away from a gay dar. It's actually... Are you going to say Top Gear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as I was, like, as I was describing like it then, I was like... Slap the, oh, the time. What was it? Slap... The star, star in the reasonably moderately priced car. Reasonable car, car. God, that's a blast from the past. But like, that's what it's like. Oh, you you beat. Uh, yeah. Denise Van Outen. <laughs> I don't know why. It's if I've got but... if I've got time, I might go back through our old episodes and start a bit of a ranking. So we've got something. Well, I think going. that's the fun part of it. But I yeah. think the serious bit is we just. I think moving forward. You know, we are we'll talk about it and then we'll put we just where talk it is. about like yeah 
is it good for representation? And I would say this one is. I love it, yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's obviously um, a queer daughter with her mother, their relationship. Shows a bit of her girlfriend going on. Um, one of the multiverse, one of the universes is um, a relationship between Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh with sausage fingers, etc., etc., and a butt plug fight and a dildo murder. What's gayer than them? What more could you want? <laughs> exactly. It's like a night out on Canal Street. Yeah, no, I would say this definitely passes Vito Russo, if you were going to quiz me on it. Yes. And that's all for this time. If you've enjoyed this episode of Gays on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gays on Film Pod. And check out our letterboxed accounts, of which our links are in the bio, show notes, whatever. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Especially on yeah, this one. So do drop us a message. I've been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.